This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live. Express yourself. Tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. Today, we are talking about astrological influences, with renowned astrologer, intuitive, and tarot master listed in the top 100 psychics, Sheila Height. Hello, Sheila. How are you? Hello, James. I am fine. How are you? I am very well. So I, before we launch into all of this, we wanted to kind of tell you that we're talking about, with everybody listening, we're talking about astrology, but more in fact, the actual, how to have control over the influences that are controlling you. And tarot, because, I mean, pardon me, tarot. Ha! Huh. See, because you are a tarot master, Sheila, I had to go, I had to jump astrology and go right into tarot. <laughs> well, I, part of me is very, very pleased. So <laughs> the other part is just, yay! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the beauty of this is that astrology is very complex. It's a, and yet a masterful divination tool. And, so at the top of the hour, this is what the show is all about. It's about astrological influences. It's about understanding the role that astrology really plays in your life. And Sheila is going to take us beyond your, you know, the 12 houses and your sun sign and so forth and really talk about some of the greater aspects that take place and how they affect all of us. But before we go into that, I want to um, go over with Sheila and to tell all of my listeners that um, Sheila headed last year um, an odyssey to Scotland. It was a spiritual odyssey in Scotland, and I attended that. And it was just a life-altering, beautiful experience. It was, It is continuing, as we said, to play out in so many beautiful ways. And that was last October. And so Sheila is bringing this uh, spiritual odyssey back this year again. Um, and it will be October 10th through the 19th. And I just wanted to talk with you, Sheila, a little bit about that and your experience from last year and the one that's coming up. And we'll kind of talk about some of the, the places that you're going and why you chose them. Okay, great. I am more than more than ready to talk about that. So do you have any place specific you'd like to start or shall I just jump in? Well, jump in. I mean, because you're going to hit some beautiful places like Edinburgh, Inverness, right. uh, you know, the Isle of Lewis and the Callanish Stones, Isle of Skye. I'm kind of giving these overlays and then right. you come back to, you know, the Isle of Skye and you know, the mm -hmm. Isle of Iona and Oban. There's so many beautiful things. So tell us what some of the, the journeys or some of the experience, well, of course, you know, the experiences will be, unfold as they do, but they why, do. Each, you know, how you were led and, and on these beautiful things like the Callanish Stones and the... Mm -hmm. and, and Okay, great. Well, the purpose of last year's Odyssey was to lose, leave behind, let go of those things that had been holding us back, that had been defining us incorrectly, those things that had kept us from really shining as brightly as we can. And the purpose of this year's, it's a continuation in a lot of ways of the same energy. And it doesn't mean that you have to have attended the last one. You have been 
actually on the same odyssey. It's just that we were in Scotland for that time. Um, the purpose of this year's is to now take in. Once you empty out, you have to fill up. And now you get to go and you open yourself up to receiving, to actually receiving your good, your birthright, and all that is due you that is positive and wonderful and wondrous. So that's the real purpose of this is to go and actually get your stuff. And we're going to do a lot of great things just as we did last year. Uh, We're going to start with a, a private visit to Roslyn Chapel in Edinburgh, which is a phenomenal place, as you remember, James. It is. It's exquisitely yes. beautiful and peaceful, and, and it's a real gift, an experience. Definitely so. Then we head for Inverness. We're going north to Inverness, and that's Inverness is called the capital of the Highlands. And the Highlands is a, it's an area in Scotland that is so spiritual and magical, just being there your life changes. So we're going to head for Inverness, and then we're going to go to the Isle of Lewis, which is a great place, and there are the ancient Callanish standing stones. And we're going to have part of our invocation ceremony there at, with the sunrise, which is just mm. going to be phenomenal. I am so excited about it. And we head to the Isle of Skye, which is beautiful in itself. Uh, it's called the Rainbow Isle. And we will, of course, go to the Fairy Glen, where we were last year, too. And the Fairy Glen is magical. I mean, so beyond belief. And I keep using the adjective magical because that's That's, what the experience is. That's what it was there. That was magic. Pure, beautiful, magical Mm -hmm. experience. Yes. So from there, we're going to go back to the mainland and we're going to ride the Hogwarts Express, the Harry Potter train, the actual one, on a two-hour journey from uh, a small fish fishing village to uh, Fort William. And on that, we're going to cross the Glenfinnan Arches, which means that we will be going through some of the most beautiful country in countryside in the world. And that in itself is pretty... It's it's going to be pretty wild and, and wonderful for us. I think our souls are definitely going to sing. We will continue on. Um, we're going to stop in Oban for a while. And Oban, as you remember too, James, a great, great place on the, at, on the sea. And then we head for the Isle of Iona. Mm. And that, oh, it's yeah, a it's- beautiful, ancient place. And just being there, you can see the, the, the energy shift. You can feel it shift within yourself. And we're going to have the final, the big ceremony where we really take in our good. And we're going to leave there transformed. We'll spend two days there. And there will be a yoga class, a specially designed yoga class to help bring in our, our good. And from there, we go back to the mainland. We go and we visit the Kelpies again, and they're phenomenal. It's a perfect ending to several days, to 10 days of just being out there. And when I say out there, I don't mean just out in Scotland. I mean really out as a universal being, as a universal figure, so that you can actually see the full intent and purpose of your life and see that you're meant to have and you're meant to live a life of joy, a life of reception, and a life of, of riches in every possible way. 
So it's very exciting. And there are things that will happen I couldn't even tell you because I won't know until they happen. But if you go to my website, SheilaHeight.com, and read my blog, um, A Scottish Odyssey Through My Eyes, I did a blog post per day. You will read about things that nobody could have predicted but are phenomenally wonderful. Indeed. And, and you know, it was an amazing experience. I mean, some of what you just said when uh, on the on the Hogwarts Express, that particular area where the train comes through and mm-hmm. is breathtakingly beautiful. I mean, yes. we, we had stopped there, of course, last year. And that area is just gorgeous. So, you know, for everyone listening, this, you know, we, we all say that they're an experience of a lifetime and that, you know, and so give this great consideration because the experience that you have treme- truly does continue on well beyond um and how many days is it this year sheila is it um it's going it's a total of nine days nine days okay yes. mm-hmm. so i mean it's going to continue on beyond the nine days because literally when uh, when we were doing this last year when i was attending and and she you and i were talking and i said you know there's this feeling that you and i both had that this feeling of it's going to last there's all these unknown gifts that are going to keep coming and coming and that has proven to be very true it is it is just right. epic and uh and with you at the helm it is an epic journey it's it's a beautiful experience so again i just want to remind everybody it's a scottish spiritual odyssey with sheila height it's going to be october 10th through the 19th of 2015 and there is a great bonus here if you are one of the first two people to sign up and complete your payment and so forth and mention that you heard about the uh, the Odyssey on Dear James. Sheila will also be giving you a private one-hour consultation complimentary. So that is a nice uh, that's a nice perk to put in your quiver. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to have that. So well, I am very excited for that, Sheila, because I know how amazing it was last year, and I'm very very excited for everyone that will attend and. Uh, and how this all unfolds, as you will. Um, so launching into, let's move into astrological influences that are controlling us and how we can better navigate through them. Right. Um, and something I wanted to start with, Sheila, was just as we discussed that there's some people, you know, there, there's a portion of, of humanity that knows about their astrological sign or their sun sign and so forth. And there are other people that have the, the slightest or the vaguest reference of it. So I would ask you, you know, why is it important for people to at least know their sun sign and how it plays out in their life so that they can delve deeper with this? Okay, that's a really good question. It's really important to know your sun sign because you know what you'll have a conscious understanding of the particular type of person you are, the particular type of energy that you resonate to, and that particular type of energy that you also send out to the universe. Because what we send out, what we resonate to, is what we attract. So if you know yourself, and that is most important, it was carved on the Greek temples, uh, and to know yourself is the key to having a successful, happy life. And to know what particular type of person you are, in astrology, there are 12 different types. And each type 
uh, fulfills a function, has a function, and each type receives, automatically receives help and gifts. But if you don't know where you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to be looking for or receiving your gifts, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. It is surprising to me that here in the 21st century that many people don't know uh, a lot about who they are astrologically. To know your sun sign or your birth sign is like knowing your name. To know that, you'll know there's certain things that work for you and certain things that don't. And one of the things I love to uh, really, really speak about is the fact that just because you are a particular sign doesn't mean that you are stamped at the factory and that can't change. You're meant to change, to evolve, to grow. But your sign is your base you. And that's what you're going to build on. That's what you're going to evolve through. That's what you're going to shift and change is that base because the base is good. But like all things that are base, you only, you have everything, but you don't have a form that's beautiful. You don't have a form that will serve you. You don't have a form that will serve society. So there's a great saying and it's the stars impel. They do not compel which means that your sign and all of the planetary actions will push us perhaps to do something, but they don't make us do something. We and we alone are the final uh, judges. We make the final decision as to what we're going to do in our lives and how we're going to bring it in. To know what kind of basket you carry or what kind of box you, you have to collect your goods, that's knowing your sun sign and that's why it's important. That's beautiful because ultimately, you know, you hear everything from, and what I was hearing as you were saying that too is, you know, that our astrological chart, if you will, is kind of our blueprint. Yes. But it it's is. fluid. You know, there, there are elements in it. There are, you know, the strengths, the weaknesses, the things that we, that we desire to transcend. Mm-hmm. And thereby, it's kind of like understanding that based on our, as you just said, the, the, you know, we impel, we don't compel, you yes. know, that it's these influences that allow us to, so if we understand these influences, we have a greater awareness of that which we sought on a soul level to experience. And exactly. Thereby, and there, thereby, if you have this knowledge, I mean, if you, if you delve deeper into the astrological influences, you're going to start to understand your blueprint, and thereby you start seeing how you have greater dominion over your choices and your your influences and so forth. Now, Sheila, something that was interesting that we talked about as well was the fact that, um, you know, many people just write it off. They write off their astrology or their sun sign or, you know, oh, I read my horoscope and, you know, because they look at it and say, oh, it's generic. It doesn't really have that specific imprint. So for that, talk about that for a minute and how in the generalities of it, and how to go beyond that to look for the specifics. Okay, that's a good point too, James. Uh, when you read the newspaper and it says, okay, for Pisces, today it's this. And you sometimes you'll see something, oh, that's specific to me. Sometimes you won't. And the reason for that is it's, it is watered down because it has to apply to millions of people. But millions of people who are Pisces. And sometimes... Uh, as I said before, they'll hit it just dead on. You'll say, my God, that's me. And 
a lot of the times you go, well, that's kind of generic. That could be anybody. And sometimes, as I said before, it'll be, that's not me at all. The more specific you get with taking a look at your particular sign, that is to say, the more you begin to pay attention to what really, what, what, the, what the characteristics of being you and being you as a Pisces or as any other sign, um, how those show up the better you're going to understand yourself. The newspapers, the magazines, great, but I wouldn't follow those uh, exactly because they literally do have to apply to so many different people. It's kind of, it's almost like saying a girl does this and a boy does that. Well, some girls do and some boys do. And some girls don't and some boys don't. Right, it's it's literally kind of the difference between, and I'm using this in a very, you know, Odd way, but you know the sledgehammer and the and the fine chisel. I mean, yes. you know a sledgehammer is out there to you know it's going to break up a mass piece of rock. But when mm-hmm. you want to start sculpting, you know the the statue, you get out your fine brushes and your your you know your small chisels and you start mm-hmm. carving and etching. And that's to look at your specific astrological sign and influences and chart. You need you need that information. You need someone like Sheila that has the vast knowledge because that's something else I want you to talk about too is for the complexity the the sheer complexity of the divination of astrology and and making sure that people have the quality interpretation of that because you know again we run the gamut you're going to run the gamut of people that say oh I know astrology and yet you find that that's not always you know, there's varying degrees of that truth. <laughs> right. Oh, there are definitely varying degrees. When you when you consult an astrologer, you're hopefully you're consulting someone who is not only well versed in the science of astrology, but they're also very hopefully very deep and evolving souls. Because the purpose is not just to tell you a planet is here and it's going to affect another planet there and it's to tell you that you have, it's to show you, as James said, it's a roadmap of your life. Your astrology chart will tell you where you can find the high points, how to avoid the low points, where, how to take advantage of even the seemingly negative things that happen, and how to make the, the seemingly positive things really shine for you. It's literally your GPS system through life. And it's one that never steers you wrong. So it is important, I feel, to make sure that whatever astrologer you choose has done a lot of work on themselves. It's not just somebody who picked up an astrology book and did some reading and said, oh, I know about this now. Because it's much more than just telling you where signs are. You can get that, actually, you can get that on your on the internet. You can go in and just Google, what's my whatever, what's my sun sign, my Mercury, and, and you'll come up with a website that'll say, well, what's your birth date? And you'll get some facts, but what do you do with those facts? And you take those facts, those bits of information about you, and a good astrologer will take those and watch how those are wo- woven together for you. And there are a lot of people born every day. So someone could say, well, I was born on the same day as the person next to me in the hospital and we were born at practically the same time but our lives are different of course they're different because you're different spirits you're different souls you're different entities but how you use the energy so you will each use that energy in a different way the 
ultimate goal for human beings, for life, I feel, is to go towards love, to embrace love and become love. I think that's what I think it's about. And we all have, for every person on the planet, there's a different way to get there. There is no wrong way. There are better ways and there are easier ways. An astrology chart will tell you the better and the easier ways to get there. Indeed, it's, it's truly following, um, if you will, I'm always talking about lead with your soul, lead with your yes. soul. And that mm-hmm. really, I think 2015 and beyond is about this epic change of we've done it our way. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for us to lead with our soul. We're going to do it their way. Right. Um, and that plays into the fact that when you're looking at your astrological chart, the more knowledge you have, I'm always saying the more tools or the more arrows in your quiver, the greater the knowledge and the greater the capacity to navigate and to, instead of taking the long journey over a bumpy road and down a, you know, a valley, oh, look, you could have just gone yes. straight over here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and, and we would have then been, you know, happy to, you know, on our way and we would have achieved far more in an expansive state. And that's, that's what's important here. So we're going to go to a quick station break. You're listening to Dear James Live, Express Yourself. Tell it like it is and then hear what Dear James has to say. On with my amazing re- uh, returning guest, Sheila Height, the top, in the top 100 psychics. She's an amazing, amazing intuitive. And if I could talk today, it would probably help me today, Sheila. But there's obviously something going on with me in my, uh, my astrological influences. But we're going to be back right after this short break. It's Sheila Height, Dear James. And Dear James Live, express yourself. to be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com slash resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, They seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and click Ask. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. 
Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live. Express yourself. Tell it like it is, and then hear what Dear James has to say. And today, I am with renowned astrologer, intuitive, and tarot master, and amazing dear friend, Sheila Height. You know, Sheila, right before the break, you know, I said I could speak properly, and I'm laughing because the current astrological influence, um, uh, influences that are happening right now, they said kind of mimic a Mercury retrograde. Yes, and so I'm laughing. So I so I want to talk about retrogrades and how they affect, and certainly a, a Mercury retrograde affects our speech and our, you know, our yes. thought process, communication. But let's talk about retrogrades because those are a big influencer um, within the astrology. Well, retrogrades are uh, they're very interesting because for the most part, all of the planets go they move in a forward motion. They're moving straight ahead with nothing blocking them. And during a retrograde period for a planet, it literally appears to go backwards. It, it isn't really going backwards, but it slows down. And like anything else, if you're used to moving at a certain speed and you slow down, your experience of that part of the journey is going to be different. You'll see things differently. You'll, you'll feel things differently. You'll express things differently. And the three most important planets for retrogrades for us to pay attention to are called personal planets, and those are the ones that affect us directly. That's Mercury, which is how we gather and process information, communication. Uh, Venus, how we value ourselves, how we are valued. Venus also has to do with relationships. It has to do to deal with uh, money, and it has to deal with well-being or, or health. Then you have Mars, which is how we get things done. Um, some people think that Mars is strictly about taking action, but you always take action. When you breathe, you're taking some kind of action. No, Mars relates to how we get things done. So let's start with Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year for about three to three and a half weeks each time. And so it happens, it's the one that happens more frequently for us. And Mercury rules communication, it rules plans, it rules roadways, it rules, uh, it actually has to do with healing and medicine, so it has to do with health. Mercury is pretty much an influence in almost everything we do. And when Mercury goes retrograde, the universe is telling us to slow down and to take a really good look at what it is we're thinking what it is how we're thinking and what we're thinking about doing and what we're saying it's also where we're planning to go and how we're planning to get there so when there's mercury retrograde going on i always caution people to take a look at their at their plans a lot of people stop doing anything during mercury retrograde oh my god i can't go here i can't go there right. no you can you can go but you have to check at least 3 times 
three times. If you make plane reservations or hotel reservations, you need to call and speak to three different people about your reservations to make sure they're locked in. Right. I, I was living in India and I was on my way back home, back to the States, and I forgot to do that. And I got stuck in Bombay or Mumbai for an extra three days. Because I didn't check. And I know. I should know. I'm an astrologer. Right. Yes. (laughs) Right? No, it's true. You expect the unexpected in a Mercury retrograde. I mean, that's what I've come to learn. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. And if you expect the unexpected, it doesn't knock you for a loop. If you expect it, you can roll with it. And we are often delayed or held back. I came across this thought a few years ago. Uh, I was very frustrated. No matter how much I tried to push through something, I couldn't. And then my cool, clear, meditative voice, the one that speaks to me in that way, said, stop pushing. Consider the wall. And I said, consider the wall? They said, yes, consider the obstruction. And I thought, consider the, oh, why is there a wall in front of me now? Why am I? And I looked at what was blocking me. And it wasn't what was blocking me that I needed to pay attention to. It was, I needed a different perspective. And I stood back, instead of pushing against the wall, I just waited. And sure enough, I saw something I would never have seen if I hadn't stopped. So when Mercury retrograde comes in, you have to consider the block. Oh, I can't go here and do that? No. Maybe you need to look at this differently. Maybe you need to think about it differently. Maybe you need to go deeper within. Mercury retrogrades are not good for uh, going job hunting, I was told, by a really renowned astrologer. But I needed a job. What I found out was I had to go back three times for the initial interview. The first time I went, there had been a fire in the kitchen. The second time, the manager's mother got sick and she had to leave early. The third time, everything was in place, I got the job. The A very experienced astrologer told me that that was impossible, and I said, no, nothing's impossible. You just have to understand that you have to go, you have to listen to the the signs, you have to listen to what you're being told, and repeat, repeat, repeat. Mercury retrograde is repeat, it's resource, it's research. That's a great time to retreat, repeat, resource, research. Become more meditative, uh, go within. Uh, look and get all, gather all kinds of information for your next project. That's what you need to be doing during a retrograde. And it is only 21 to 24 days each time, which can be maddening if you decide it has to be a particular way. No, it really doesn't. Last year's, um, last year's Odyssey was during the Mercury retrograde, perfect for bringing up all of those old things that need to come up be cleared with, from us so that we can put them out into the world and let go of them. Perfect right. for that. Right, because it's certain, you know, I, I, you know, I've come to view the Mercury retrograde and I have four planets ruled by Mercury in my chart. So, yes. you know, I get this quadruple, you know, I used to think of it as this quadruple, you know, whammy. And now as, you know, I've come more into it and uh, matured, if you will, into that, I really visit them as a do-over and a do-over right. being this reflective, beautiful, Yes. Slow down, gear down. What is the universe? You know, it, it's like the universe giving you a rest and it's saying, look, revisit, re-see yes. this, expect the unexpected, all these beautiful elements. And when we can approach a Mercury retrograde, because it affects everyone, 
So if you can, as Sheila has so beautifully articulated, if you can expect the unexpected here in terms of slowing down and re and, and expecting this benefit, because it's a gift. You know, people, you hear everyone going, ah, it's Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> yes. Mercury gets a bad rap. You know what I mean? Yes. The poor guy gets a bad rap. So I know. And really, he's trying to give you the benefit of gift of it's it, all these do overs or as you're saying, the one, two, threes. And, you know, there's a purpose. See right. the purpose. See the value. See the value. Most important. And what else is important during a, a retrograde is purchases. Try very hard not to purchase anything big like a house or a car. Because right. somewhere down the line, something is going to go a little bit wonky with it, maybe a lot wonky with it. If the T's are not crossed properly and the I's aren't dotted correctly, something will come up later and you'll regret having done that. I find during Mercury retrograde, not a good time to buy a computer or a printer. Right, exactly. Because it's electronic and it deals with communication. Um, If you you do want to or have to uh, travel, as I said before, you have to check everything. One year, Mercury, Mercury retrograde started at about 12.05 in the afternoon on a particular day. And I was living in California, and I had to drive from Burbank into uh, Santa Monica. And there, so I had to take the freeway part of the, the way at 12.05 exactly. Now, Mercury rules roadways. At 12.05 exactly, when Mercury went retrograde, uh, a semi flipped over and blocked both sides of the freeway it was just phenomenal it was wow did you come back a week later to get your car (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty much what he had to do was just get out and hike it's la exactly if that happens you just might as well leave it there for a while park it on the side of the road and you keep going (laughs) and but it was so mercury retrograde and it was such a beautiful example of the power of it exactly the moment it went retrograde this truck said nobody's driving on this freeway Right, exactly. Shuts it down. Says, okay. Shuts it down. So what you can do is be aware that these things can happen. You have to leave early. And for those of, of, of us, and I'm one of those, I like to get as much as I can out of a minute, out of an hour. But you have to leave early during a Mercury retrograde. You just do. And you have to allow extra time. And if you do, you'll be fine. The next Mercury retrograde is May 19th to June 11th. So make sure that you plan your plans to accommodate the fact that it's going to be re, retreat, reflect, rewind. That's what's going to be happening. That's beautiful. Yes. Beautiful and then, yeah. yes. So Venus and Mars. What's so happening? Venus, Venus is next and Venus rules, as I said before, it rules relationships, it rules self-value, it rules the value of anything, it rules beauty as well. Venus rules health, rules money. And so when Venus is retrograde, it gives you a chance to look at what you value. And it gives you a chance to revalue yourself and to revalue your relationships. When Venus is retrograde, it's a, it's actually a good time to make plans on how you're going to make your next investment. Not a good time to make your next investment, but to make plans on how you're going to make your next investment. It's a time when People from your past can show up again 
or situations from your past that defined you as you see yourself today, those situations can come up again and you can redefine yourself. It's a great time to take a look at your belief system regarding your health uh, because a lot of times our belief systems regarding our health get us into trouble. Oh, it's fall. I always get a cold in the fall is a statement a lot of people make. Well, what people are doing is they're actually calling in that energy. And if you realize, you know, I always get a cold in the fall because I always say I'm going to, wait a minute. That's a good thing to start thinking about. When you have Venus retrograde, it gives you a chance to understand and to accept your values in a whole new way and to retool your value system in a whole new way. And as I said, relationships, very important. A lot of us are in relationships because we grew up knowing that this is how relationships should be. We saw our primary caregivers in relationships, so that's, that was our role model. But when Venus goes retrograde, it gives us a chance to define for ourselves what a relationship is and needs to be between us and us and between us and other people and us and in belief systems and situations. Venus retrograde is not a good time for Surgery, because remember, it's one of the rulers of healing. So you have Mercury and Venus having to do with health. Venus retrograde is not a good time to get married. It's not a good time to announce your engagement or even to become engaged. It doesn't mean that it won't work. It just means there will be some issues that are going to come up around it. And it's more work. And why do more work about something so complex as a relationship then you have to. Also, when Venus is retrograde, try and not buy pretty things like gems, like beautiful diamonds and emeralds and rubies, because Venus rules those jewels. And it also rules purses. Venus rules money, and therefore purses, but where the money goes. So try it when you're really tempted, oh, I really have to have that. Try and hold off as much as you can before you, you spend the money on that purse or that whatever that object of beauty is. Mercury is more about not spending money on things you need. And Venus is more about spending money on things you love. So if you love something, make arrangements with the seller. Whatever you can do, try and make arrangements to have the seller not uh Get rid of your item, hold it for you. And if you can't, try and make payments and make sure that the final payment is after Venus goes direct. And Venus is retrograde for about 40 days or six weeks at a time. It doesn't happen often, every year and a half to two years. But when it happens, be respectful of it and it will give you, it'll be respectful of you. Because remember, it's a retrograde. It gives you an opportunity to go within and find out what is truly of value to you. So Mars retrograde. Now Mars is a very interesting planet. Mars has been called the god of war and it is the planet of how we get things done. During a Mars retrograde, keep your temper. You might have something you want to say to somebody, don't do it right now. Give yourself a chance to wait and Mars retrograde is about two and a half months long. It's a a 10 week uh, cycle. So what you really want to do for yourself is, is you want to take this 10 weeks and you want to notice what prompts you to act. 
how we take action is the key here. Not that we take action, but how we take it. Are you somebody who just is impulsive? Then with Mars retrograde, you're going to be seeing that, ooh, being impulsive doesn't work for me. I need to put more thought into my actions. Great. If you're somebody who's very deliberate and you slow to act, you're going to get an opportunity to see that, hmm, I need to speed this up. And these are the ways that I can speed this up and still be true to myself. Mars retrograde is a great time to really bring peace to situations that had been, um, I'd say more and I'd say more contentious in, in before. If you are involved in or you're aware of a contentious relationship, this is an opportunity to say we can stand in the middle of this and see each other's side and honor each other's side. Mars is a great time. Mars retrograde is also. Even though people don't really realize that it's a retrograde, how would it be a great time to travel? It's a great time to take a leisurely vacation because Mars likes to go 90 miles an hour. And when it's retrograde, it's only going 45 or 50. So if you can take a leisurely vacation, that's a great time when Mars is retrograde. I have had, um, I have traveled during Mars retrogrades. And once I was in Rome, and it was time to leave Rome and head back home, and it was Mars retrograde. Everything was perfect. The car picked us up from the hotel and took us to the airport. There was, in, there was immense and intense fog, uh, but we made it there safely to the airport, and we waited. The fog didn't lift, and it didn't lift, and it didn't lift, and finally, my plane was leaving at 1.05 that afternoon. Finally, at 10 minutes to 1.00, the fog lifted and we could start to board the plane. Well, guess who didn't make her connecting flight? Yes. Right. Because, but it wasn't a Mercury retrograde. No, no. It was we could go, but we couldn't go clearly. The right. fog was there. We had to wait until something else moved. Mars uh, rules movement. We couldn't move until something else moved. So we were delayed because we were waiting for another movement. So to be aware that with Mars, Mars retrograde says, have an alternate plan. What's your back plan? What's your back door? How are you going to move through this? For me, knowing that I was probably going to miss that flight, I phoned ahead and I made sure that everybody knew I was going to be coming in on time. And I also phoned ahead and made sure that there would be a hotel waiting for me at the connecting place, the connecting location, which was in Zurich. So that when everybody got there, there's always a rush for people to get whatever hotel rooms there are available. Many people had to spend the night in the airport. I wasn't one of them because I knew, okay, Mars retrograde, we've been delayed. What's the next thing? What's your alternate plan? So to move forward, the next Mars retrograde is April 17th of next year. So you don't have to worry for over a year. April 17th to June 29th of next year. So for 10 weeks. And just be aware as you build towards a retrograde, that it's kind of like stockpiling food. Build toward the things you want. If there's something you need to buy, something you need to do, some place you need to go, some plans you need to make, do make them before the Mercury, the Venus, the Mars retrogrades. Because each of those, I mean, if there's a, you know, a commonality of about the retrogrades with these varied influences of what they control, it is for us to look at 
each aspect of the, of these areas and review them to go within to see, uh, you know, to, cause we're so busy. Everyone's so busy on the, on what I call the treadmill, you know, they're go, go, yes. go, go, go that, you know, here the wisdom of the universe of the cosmos says you need retrogrades. You need yes. to slow down. You need to go and revisit, have an alternate plan, you know? Yes. So when we're talking about influencers, how to have control over that that's influencing you, as Sheila has so brilliantly articulated, know when these astrological influences are occurring so that you can plan accordingly, so you can make room for, because it's not, you know, every day is not business as usual in that regard. We have to make accountability, you know, we have to make um, availability to these influences so that we understand them and we incorporate them and we flow with them it's about flowing with the energy yes that's that's a very beautiful aspect Mm -hmm. let's talk about eclipses you know the full moon the new moons and lunar solar eclipses let's definitely do that i do want to make a note about venus retrograde before we go i don't think i said july 25th of this year to september 6th of this year for six weeks about 40 days we're going to have a Venus retrograde. So buy all those purses and those precious jewels now. Run to so, Barney's. No. Right, run to, <laughs> yes, exactly. Head for the store. Head for the store. Okay, so eclipses are very interesting, very, very interesting because they're about energy. They're hot. They're white hot, powerful, impactful energy. And they happen, you get about four eclipses a year and there are Two eclipses of the sun, those are called solar eclipses, and two eclipses of the moon, those are called lunar eclipses. And an eclipse, literally, with a lunar eclipse, it occurs during a full moon period, and it occurs when the earth passes between the moon and the sun. And therefore, what you see is, you don't see, um, you don't see what you normally would see when you look up at the sky. You go, you go, oh my god, what happened to the moon? What happened to the sun? They, in a sense, are they're in opposition, but they, one manages to eclipse the other. So the moon is eclipsed when there's a lunar eclipse by the sun. An eclipse means standing in front of or taking over, um, but casting a shadow over. And when a lunar eclipse occurs, it's a time when things are coming up emotionally because the, the moon, is, anytime the moon's involved, it's, it's got to do with emotion. It has to do with our primary origins. So things are going to come up, remembrances of things past, old feelings, old memories, even old relationships are going to show up again. And they're going to show up in a powerful way. And it's a time to let go of what you don't need. And if you don't let go during a lunar eclipse, sometimes that the power of that eclipse is going to rip those things out of your hands. So whatever comes up, whatever you notice in two or three weeks before an eclipse, before a lunar eclipse, whatever you notice coming up, that's likely where the the taking away is going to occur. If you're somebody who holds on to uh, an idea that you're, it always happens to you, that's kind of a victimization uh, stance, it always happens to you, then the lunar eclipse is going to come up and it's going to help you remove that belief system. And what you want to do is open your hands and let it go as gently as possible so that you're not having it ripped away from you. A solar eclipse, which occurs during the new moon, which is when the sun and the moon are in the same sign, the full moon lunar eclipse occurs when the sun and the moon are in opposite signs. 
the solar eclipse occurs when the sun and the moon are in the same sign. And that's when new things can happen during a new moon, new beginnings. It's a great time to plant seeds. The solar eclipse brings new opportunities to you. It brings them to you powerfully, already almost packaged sometimes. It brings you such clarity and such a sense of power and such a sense of ability to do things that you're you're not only impelled, you are encouraged to just get in there, get your hands dirty, get them in the soil and grow what's been planted already for you by the universe. Those are really phenomenal. We just had a major uh, lunar eclipse. It was a total eclipse of uh, of the sun and the moon. We had two of them. We had one on the 20th of March, and we had, and that was the solar eclipse, and we had the lunar um, on the 4th of April, so just on Saturday. We're going to have partial eclipses. One, the solar eclipse, solar partial, will be September 13th of this year, and the solar, the partial lunar eclipse will be September 28th of this year. And the partial is very, very impactful. Full, the total eclipse, like anything that blocks your light, is gives you an opportunity. Again, you have to go within and you have to either let go of if it's a lunar or you have to be, hold your hands open to receive, to fully receive if it's a solar eclipse. So when we look at all of these with the eclipses and, and because, it, you know, what I keep feeling, what I'm hearing is the rhythms that there's a that we need to be mindful of going back to yes, the connecting to, you know, source, the great mother, yes. the rhythms of the planet in which we live, the, in which we inhabit, because these influences are playing, you know, they've been here since time began. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they and, were here. Lo- they've been here longer than we've been here. It, indeed. Right. I mean, and so when we look at the power and the beauty of that, and how they influence, I mean, look at the, you know, the, the moon with the tides, yes. you know, the pull of the sun and the moon with the tides and everything, and, mm-hmm. and how you see the natural there in nature is the natural rhythm of something. Right. And then when it's disrupted, if you will, and the influence of the planet and so forth. So I'm just speaking out of turn here for a second, but you know, what, what I'm really wanting people to hear is astrology isn't something that's just in the magazine that you picked up at the doctor's office. It's right. not it's not simple amusement. There is true depth and purpose and value. And the greater that you come into that depth and value and you appreciate the absolute skill of an astrology master like Sheila, you come to understand the beauty of what's been uh, of the divination that's at hand and the practitioners you know, the true practitioners, um, and, and for you to make that discernment, because it is important. You can go, you know, as you said, Sheila, you know, anybody can go online and with a few clicks of a button, you put in information and you, you know, you'll get your chart and you'll get your information and, and all of that. But it's what do you do with it that matters and the depth of this um, connectivity, this influence that it has on our lives. And yes. it's about coming back to that. So, Talk to me, you know, because you also do uh, um, 
new moon rituals or full moon rituals and right. so forth, correct? And the, yes, I do. So, so talk about that just for a second. We're coming into the last four okay. minutes of the show, so we're going to, but I just kind of an overview, if you will, of that. Well, in ancient times, people understood that the moon had had an influence over us. Not only understood it, they could feel it. They had less to distract them. And they would, they would uh, actually acknowledge these, these, these movements of the planets or of the sun and the moon because those needed to be acknowledged for us consciously. So your new moon, on the new moon, make your wishes on the new moon. I like to write my wishes down. I like to read them out. And then I like to put them in an envelope and put them in the windowsill so that the new moon energy can influence them. And I always notice that within three to six months, my wishes have come true. On the full moon, what I like to do is I like to acknowledge that, but I like to go through and decide what I'm going to release, get rid of, and do it on a physical level. So maybe you're going to clean out your desk drawer or your dresser drawer or your closet. You don't have to clean out the whole closet. Just clean out a certain section. But it's, it, these, are, these are the actions you take that match the energy of the universe. And the universe always, when it takes from you, always replaces with something better. When you release something... It replaces with something better. That's the full moon. On the new moon, when you open up to receive, that's the something better you're opening up to receive. Yeah, I was just going to say the beauty of accepting and releasing, accepting and releasing. Yes, And how exactly. that flows and plays together and, and the beauty of that. Well, as always, Sheila, we could talk for hours and hours and we haven't covered everything. So that, of course, means that you will be coming back. <laughs> well, great. I would love that. Yes. Because there's so many uh, amazing aspects about astrological influences and astrology as a whole and the beauty of the divination and certainly again with with the um the amazing talent the amazing um lineage and and effort that goes into being someone like sheila that has is a true master of astrology and has that understanding that's what you're looking for when you want um, your chart read and done and so forth. You want it done with that kind of depth and analysis and lineage um, because it is a very complex divination, um, but yet not for somebody like Sheila who has spent, you know, years. I, I was not giving away your age, Sheila. Well, good. <laughs> good, yes. But, I'm no, in just, denial. No, so. no, just the beauty of the fact that there's a lineage here of, of time and history and effort, and that is to be honored. Um, so thank you so much for always coming in and, and sharing your great knowledge and your wisdom. Um, it's a blessing to all of us. So thank you for that. You're welcome, James. I'm happy to. And we will be having Sheila back, and we're going to continue this discussion on astrology and the influences and how to have control of or over them. You've been listening to Dear James Live Express Yourself. Tell it like it is and then hear what Dear James has to say. And as I always say with you, no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing, wrap yourself in goodness. You've been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.